goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP seasons. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Oh, in the end zone! <laughs> Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! The back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. To move on. Robinson, he's got a hand. His first touchdown. Kelsey, good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it. Eighteen previews and eighteen reactions later, we are here finally for the most meaningful games of the NFL season. We are here for Wild Card Weekend to preview this weekend slate. So what's going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to the Triple Option Podcast. And before we get into these games, we had probably the biggest news that we could have seen today as Nick Saban ended up retiring as Alabama's head coach. I know uh, Tom was throwing around Joe Judge as a possible replacement. I think Dom was on the Deion Sanders wave. Relax. (laughs) If we had an idea, I I feel like because I actually, Dom, I was like, is this the most coveted head coach vacancy like out there possible? And it is because I remember or I saw like when Pete, I think Thamel like reported the candidate likes that could be involved. It's like Dabo Sweeney would leave Clemson. Um, Dan Lanning would leave Oregon. Who was the other? I guess James Franklin, Penn State. Was there another top guy there? Kalen DeBoer at Washington because all he does is win. Yeah, was where, where was he before Washington? Do you know? He was at Fresno State, and I'm pretty sure he won ten plus games both his years there. And he originally coached in the. Did he coach Derek Carr and Devontae Adams? No, 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 no. It was uh, like four, like four years ago. Like he was only gotcha. there just before. But he coached in the NAIA, like where he went to school, and he mm-hmm. went like a hundred and like ten in like ten years there. Like he, he, all he does is win. It's like actually insane. Yeah, and I think Marcus Freeman, the Notre Dame head coach, was up yep. there too. Um, so we'll, we'll see who's going to be the next Bama head coach. I mean, that was interesting. Pete Carroll also, I guess, like, it was a mutual agreement for him not to be the head coach. It looks like he's going to be in the front office. So something like what Bruce Arians did with the Buccaneers a couple years ago. So we have so many head coaching vacancies in the NFL. And I feel like we still may have a couple more to go. You never know. We'll get into this. But, like, if the Eagles have a first-round exit, could Nick Sirianni go? Could Mike Tomlin? I think there's been rumblings that he could be done with coaching or take a break from it. Um, we'll see what's going on with Bill Belichick and yeah, well, I feel like we're going to, we're going to do a whole video on the head coaching vacancies as well. Cause there's so many and it would be cool to predict because like Mike Vrabel was surprising. Pete Carroll was surprising. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about those specifically, um, before we hop into the, uh, the wildcard weekend preview. I'm fine with the Vrabel firing. I think the Titans going to go a completely different route. Now they have Levis. I guess they're moving forward with Henry's going to be gone. DeAndre Hopkins is maybe going to be gone after this year. I don't like, this is going to be a, a completely different team. And I think they fired their GM. Was it last year or this year they fired their GM? Last last, last year. year, yeah. Yeah, Frank so this, this like new GM new probably wants his own coach. So the new GM drafted Will Levis. So now he's... Rabel was... It's not. It's just similar, different to where like the Giants were last year where they brought in... They got rid of Joe Judge. Like, Rabel's actually a good coach. Like, Joe Judge was awful. Yeah. So I guess the guy... At the end of the day, the guy probably just wants his own coach. Mm-hmm. I think they're interested in like Antonio Pierce, right? Which I think is, I wonder if he's like similar to Mike Vrabel and like that defensive minded guy. If it's going to be like that much of a change of philosophy there. I don't know. I think this day and age, if you're, if you want to be uh, a modern like Super Bowl contending team, you need an offensive coach. Like it's just these defensive coaches just seem to, oh, I'm, I don't know. Just most of the defensive hirings now just seem to be up to par with the offensive hirings, the, the young guys at least, or the newer guys. Yeah, and 
and we mentioned all the coaching firings. The one coach that didn't get fired is Eberflus in Chicago. Uh, we thought that if he did get fired, that could be like the number one opening just because of everything they have. Mm-hmm. Does that now fall to Seattle? Now, like, just out of nowhere, like, no one expected Pete Carroll. And now I would have to assume that's the best job out there, like, just off the top of my head. I mean, I guess they're yeah. the best team that lost their coach, but. It, the, like the idea of like building like a foundation, like building your own thing from scratch. I don't know how much that exists in Seattle because they're probably like one or two years from like a full rebuild when they can get out of all the contracts that they have. But because Tariq Woolen's gonna need money soon, and he's got three years still. Yeah, so he's gonna need to get paid in two years. So I'm saying this next season, the season after, to where then that's when all the that's when all the extensions start kicking in. DK already got paid, so his extension kicks in next year, I think, right? And then no, no, yeah. And Kenneth Walker, if you want to keep him, you're going to have to somehow tag him or whatever in this is the second year. So in three years, same as Tariq Woolen. So there's a lot that can be variable Seattle, but I think, I guess they are the best team. Not like you're hurting the Chargers or the Panthers. So Yeah, I think like also like, I mean, it's funny because the Falcons could be like a desirable um, head coaching scenario, but I, I, like I was gonna say the Chargers, but like I mean, it's really just because they have Justin Herbert. Like the team around them is not good, and it's obviously not trending in the right direction. So I think like Herbert alone makes it interesting. I mean, if I don't think like the Raiders is that desirable. I don't know. Maybe maybe Sean McDermott is gone in Buffalo. Who knows? So like there could be some other spots that pop up later on. Because I mean, if you're, I guess yeah, if Chicago like you'd get killed. Williams, maybe the Commanders with new ownership. And you get to kind of uh, draft Jake May. And if you really like him, that could be desirable as well. Um, so that's going to be very interesting on where these guys end up and if we'll see any other coaches get let go throughout the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, we'll basically just get right into this. We're going to pretty much predict every single game for Wild Card Weekend. And then at the end of this, we'll just do our full playoff predictions, um, tying in what we all kind of agreed on for the uh, Wild Card Weekend into the Super Bowl, just so we can kind of look back on and see who is maybe closest to predicting conference championships in the Super Bowl. So first game is the 430 NBC game, uh, where you have the Cleveland Browns heading to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. This would be a better storyline. Maybe if Deshaun Watson was playing, because he'd be returning to Houston, where he uh, was drafted and played most of his career before getting traded to Cleveland. Uh, the Texans snuck in there in week 18 to win the division. Um, they won, so they were going to make it either way, but with Jacksonville losing, they were going to be out. And the Browns obviously have been an incredible story this year on the backs of Joe Flacco, um, which if they were to win this game, there's a solid chance they could play Baltimore, which would have all its storylines in that aspect as well. And um, yeah, Cleveland is now a 10th ranked offense. So it's kind of wild how much Joe Flacco has turned this team around and kind of what we think this year. I know, Dom, you're very high on the Browns. You put a future in to win the Super Bowl. I'll throw it to you first. I assume I know who you're picking to win this game, but let's see what we got. Yeah, so for starters, these teams played like four weeks ago. Uh, that was the Amari Cooper game where he went insane, set multiple Browns records. Um, CJ Stroud didn't play in that game, and the Browns wound up winning 36-22. to You mentioned it. This Browns offense, I, I don't know why, I don't know how, but they just find ways to just put up points every single week. Like Joe Flacco... Ford, Najoku, Amari Cooper, they don't sound good by any means, but they just are. Um, I have a stat for you guys. Joe Flacco has seven road playoff wins in his career. That is tied for first all-time with Tom Brady. It's crazy. Did he get like four of them that one year uh, when they went to the Super Bowl? I know they beat... Maybe three or two. I guess it'd be three because it wouldn't be the Super Bowl you'd win on the road. But yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, he has a chance to pass Tom Brady this week with his eighth road playoff win. And it he could just keep adding on to it if they go on a little run here. And 
Also, the Texans have the 25th pass defense, which obviously we saw Flacco and Amari Cooper torch them a few weeks ago. They're supposed to be good against the run. They're sixth in the run, but last week Jonathan Taylor ran for 188 yards. So if they already can't stop the pass against the Browns and their run D was bad last week, I'm taking the Browns in this one. I think, I think, um, I don't know, people, everyone seems to be on the Browns, which kind of scares me because it shouldn't be that way. The Texans are at home. Everyone seems to be on the Texans all year. But now, all of a sudden, everyone's on the Browns. I'm sticking to it, like you mentioned. I put a future on the Browns about two and a half weeks ago, I think it was. So, I'm all in on the Browns. If they lose the very first playoff game of this playoff season, I will be very upset and annoyed that I'm out uh, right away. So, I'm taking Cleveland here on the road. All right. So, yeah, I pretty much expected that. Uh, Tom, do you agree with Dom or do you like Houston in this one? No, I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns. And it comes down to... I don't want to say it comes down to experience, but those Browns, even the Browns players have been there before, uh, whether it's Amari Cooper being there with Dallas and just the Browns roster in general when they had those uh, that playoff appearance where they beat the Steelers uh, three, two, three years ago. And Stroud being a rookie, this is D'Amico Ryan's first year as a head coach. Not that that's like a knock on them, but they did get beat by the Browns beforehand. Stroud was out of the game, but was he worth 14 points that game? I don't know if he was that much over replacement. And I'm going to take the team that I said the defense that looked like the best for the majority of this season. So I'm just going to take the Browns. It seems easy. And Flacco wins on the road in the playoffs, I guess. Uh, that's a new stat I wasn't aware of, but it only makes me more confident. Yeah, um, so I'm going to go with Houston in this one. Uh, they're very uh, similar. What? No, I mean, like, I'm taking the home team. It's a two-and-a-half-point um, underdog here. Houston has a ton of momentum. They have the better quarterback, either you like it or not, in this game. And these teams aren't far apart. Like, when it comes to, like, defensive statistics here, like, at least the points per game um, or points allowed per game, Houston is better than Cleveland. I mean, marginally, by two slots. Um, and offense, Cleveland's better than by, uh, Houston in two slots as well. So I think I'm going to take the better quarterback in this one they have more momentum um and they're a little bit more healthier it seems like at this point i know houston's been banged up so is cleveland um i'm not going cleveland straight off vibes obviously it'd be cool to see flacco return to baltimore but i think we're gonna be let down in some of the storylines this playoffs um so i'm gonna predict houston uh they pretty much who i had all week uh when i saw these teams uh face up against each other and i still think cleveland is slightly overrated i don't think they're a super bowl contender i don't think they're gonna make it to the conference championship game uh, and i think houston wins in this one so i, I guess we're gonna disagree here i mean so um yeah i i mean we're gonna have some parity here and i guess that's me taking a fit or the higher seed but they are the underdog so i don't know where we want to draw the line there if that was the chalk pick i think i, mean, I think it's chalk I think the chalk pick now is Browns. I've seen so many Browns. people take the Browns. Because yeah, everyone, everyone's looking for that one upset. They're like, oh, what lower seed can I pick? And there's two obvious ones that I think everybody's been taking, and the Browns are one of them. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the other one is going to be. I, I actually... Think I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I think um, it is. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I guess so. Um, we'll get to that one later. But uh, the next game is going to be the eight o'clock Peacock game. I uh, love that. I'm sure people are gonna have a field day with that. Um, it's gonna be the Dolphins going to the Chiefs. This game is gonna be in negative one degree weather. We know two was not great on the road in the Dolphins this year, let alone in negative one degree weather as well. This Dolphins defense is banked up. They're also not a great defense kind of overall this year. They're gonna be without uh, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Um, and this Chiefs defense has been elite in 2023, as well as the Dolphins offense being elite overall and the Chiefs kind of being in the middle of the pack, which we have not really seen from them, um, at least over the couple years or in the Patrick Mahomes era. Uh, the Chiefs are four and a half point favorites at home against Miami. 
Both teams are 11 and 6. I'll throw to you, Tom, first. Who do you like between these two teams? The weather just makes this too easy. Tua, in these road games, in these cold weather games, he doesn't perform well at all. And neither the Dolphins kind of overall. And going from playing in Miami to now Miami against the Steelers to now the Chiefs on the road, Arrowhead's out of this entire playoff bracket besides Dallas because they're undefeated at home. Arrowhead is the last place that I want to play a road playoff game, especially when you're not a good road, um, cold weather team. And it just kind of adds to the fact that if there's one person in the NFL that knows how to coach against Tyreek Hill, it's probably Andy Reid. So give that, I guess, a weapon stopper to the, the Chiefs there. And Holmes does not lose these late season games. We've seen this before. And although they kind of stumbled around this season a bit, this Miami team just does not impress me really with all these injuries. Yeah, I'm going to also go with Kansas City in this one. These two teams played earlier this year, was in Germany, so obviously different circumstances, different environment. Chiefs did win that game, but the Dolphins really just haven't pruned to beat good teams this year. Um, They did beat Dallas later in the year, 22-20, but that was really it. I mean, got blown out by Baltimore, lost to Buffalo early in the year, got blown out by them, and then lost to them when it mattered the most in Week 18. Um, They also lost, like I said, to Kansas City. They lost to Philadelphia. I don't really trust Miami to beat a good team on the road in negative one degree weather unless Raheem Mostert has the game of his life and the Dolphins defense can somehow shut down this Chiefs offense, which it's obviously going to be more familiar with where they're playing. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well to make it two for us on Kansas City. Dom, are we making it three? Let me start. Let me get all the Dolphins fans because I was I was part of the, I was part of the Dolphins fans this year. I was riding with two. I was riding them for the division. I'll start with the good. They only lost by seven to the Chiefs in Germany. And if you remember, Tyreek Hill had that weird fumble on the sideline, and the Chiefs returned that play for a touchdown. So if you just swing that one play, the Dolphins could have maybe stayed with the Chiefs. So on a neutral field, these teams are actually pretty even. I think they're still even because I don't, I don't think either of them really gotten better or worse throughout the season. They've kind of just stayed where they are. Um, for the bad, though, Tom mentioned it, cold weather. Miami is 0-10 straight up when it's less than 40 degrees since 2017. And it's going to be, what, Matt, you said negative 1? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 0-10 when it's less than 40. I can't imagine it being that cold. As someone that lives in Florida, if you had me go play a game in below freezing right now, yeah, I'm not showing up to that game. So I don't, I don't know how well the Dolphins are going to show up to that. And... Tom mentioned that Mahomes doesn't lose late late in the season like this. You know this is only Mahomes Patrick Mahomes' second wild card game ever. Like think about how many times he makes the playoffs and he always gets a bye past the wild card. This is only his second time ever. Um, his only three losses in the playoffs have come either in the conference championship or in the Super Bowl. I don't see the Chiefs losing this game at home in the freezing cold to a struggling Miami team. I can't believe that the Dolphins season is going to end in a road wild card loss after the way it started. Like they just everything's falling apart for them. So we got a clean sweep here for the Chiefs. Yeah, I feel like it's really tough to take the Dolphins like on the road there. I mean, they could have hosted Pittsburgh if they were to win Week 18. So they kind of did it to themselves. All they had to do was win that Week 18 game, um, and they would have been fine. Um, what was that other game? Because if down the stretch for Titans them. Game. They it was blew a tight end game. They were up by two scores, like five minutes left and the ball, I think. Brutal. And then if they beat Baltimore too, right? Yeah. Well, Baltimore, that was, that was domination from first second of the game. 
Yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah, they had multiple chances in the last five weeks of the year. If they beat Tennessee, if they beat Baltimore, or even if they beat Buffalo, they wouldn't have been in this situation. So it does suck for them because they are at least a fun team that made the playoffs as the, the sixth seed. So maybe not as fun of a team made it as the seventh seed. The Pittsburgh Steelers ended up getting in because the Jacksonville Jaguars lost. I don't really think... That, I mean, like the Jaguars definitely more exciting offense. Um, I don't really think they're that much better than Pittsburgh, who was going to get this seven seed regardless. It would have been really fun if like this year, I don't know, Joe Burrow didn't get hurt. And like this was the Cincinnati Bengals. And we could have really had like an amazing round one playoff game um, between these two teams. But the Steelers will be going to Buffalo. I believe it is snowing on the Saturday or the Friday kind of in Buffalo there. It's going to be 23 degrees on Sunday. The Bills are 10 point favorites. It is the largest spread here in the wildcard weekend. Steelers being 10 and 7, Bills being 11 and 6. This Bills defense has been elite this year, fourth ranked in the NFL. Steelers defense, though, uh, just as good. It's seventh ranked. But when you get to the offenses, it, there is a big discrepancy there. So uh, the Bills are the sixth ranked offense right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers, by far the worst offense in the playoffs at 27th in the NFL. They're surrounded by the Washington Commanders, Atlanta Falcons, Tennessee Titans, and New York Jets. Not the company you want to be in if you think you're going to win a playoff game. Um, I, I'm going to say, it though, I do think the Steelers have all the momentum, so I'm going to pick them to win this game. I'm just kidding. I'm going with Buffalo. They're going to win. Um, I don't think it's going to be close. I mean, the only thing that can go the Steelers' way if the weather is really bad and it's just sloppy all around, which they could get from the Bills because Josh Allen does seem to make these turnovers. It seems like the Bills do play down to their opponents at times, but I don't. maybe it'll be close at halftime. Maybe it'll be like a seven-point game. But I think the Bills probably win and cover. I mean, the Mason Rudolph Cinderella story is probably going to be uh, done here. I'll throw to you, Tom. Um, I guess we're probably going to have a clean sweep. I'd be very shocked if we didn't. Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep. And I like how you tried to like hype yourself up there with Josh Allen making these turnovers. As if the Steelers would do anything when they get these turnovers. They what, what, they score like 15 points a game in, in most situations. Um, but like all jokes aside, this Bills team's cooking right now. And Josh Allen kind of seems to reach that on a mission uh, mindset. It's like that third and 13 that he converted last week. He's jumping over piles. He didn't get that tush push um, in the fourth quarter against Miami, but then there's the tip ball that landed. I don't remember who the receiver was who caught it on the Bills where it's over his shoulder in the back of the end zone. Things are just sliding the Bills' way uh, these last couple weeks, and it looked different than they did in like week eight when they lost to Jacksonville when they seemed to really look like they were falling apart. Uh, This team can make some noise, so I'm going to go with the Bills pretty easily here. To make to go to Mason Rudolph's defense here, since he's been the starting quarterback, 34 points against the Bengals, 30 against the Seahawks, 17 against the Ravens in a monsoon. So you know what? Maybe the offense is some. Maybe they can score for Josh Allen. I'll give you that. But I'm, <laughs> in a game where running where running the ball is the only way people are going to score points, I'm still taking the Bills because Josh Allen can, is just as big of a threat as either Steelers running back on his feet. Yeah, and there's going to be no T.J. Watt either, and the Steelers are one in ten without T.J. Watt. Uh, so it's not going to be pretty. So Dom, uh, what, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah. So first, I thought no one was going to bring up the TJ Watt stat. I was ready to read that <laughs> off. I had it written yeah, down. Yeah. Sorry to beat you there. Um, but you did mention like them with Mason Rudolph. So the past three weeks, when they beat the Bengals, they had the time of possession. The Steelers had 28 minutes. And again, I believe there were two long touchdowns that game. So that obviously takes away from their time of possession. But then they had 37 minutes uh, two weeks ago and 34 minutes last week. If the Steelers can somehow control the clock in this game, they could maybe sneak it out. Because like you mentioned, Josh Allen, does he is turnover prone. He's got 18 interceptions and a few fumbles this year as well. So it's definitely possible he turns it over a few times. So if the Steelers can get Najee going, because Najee's been cooking lately. No one's really mm-hmm. talking about it too much, but he's been one of the better running backs the past month. So if they can get him cooking, if they can just control the um, control the time of possession, they could stay in this game. 
And I say stay in this game because I still don't think they win, even if all that goes right. Um, the TJ Watts that is just something you can't overlook. He is the heart and soul of their defense. Matt, you tweeted about it today. I do not know why he's not Defensive Player of the Year. I don't understand it by any means. Because um, they clean, got the pass rush win rate and the PFF grades, and but, I don't even know half sacks, almost sacks. If you I don't look know, at it tackles like for loss, I was looking on just I was looking at everything: tackles for loss, forced fumbles, this and that. TJ Watt wins in every category. I don't understand why Miles Garrett is getting all this hype with like 30 tackles on the year. It's just insane to me. But for this game, we have a clean sweep. We're taking all three of us taking the Buffalo Bills. If the Steelers do pull this off. I think it would be considered one of the biggest playoff upsets in recent memory just because the Bills, I would assume, are top three Super Bowl expectations right now out of every team in the playoffs. So I think it would be a very big shock if the Steelers pulled this one off. What, what do you think would have been like the bigger what-if upset? If the Dolphins beat the Bills last year with Skyward Thompson or if the Steelers beat the Bills this weekend? I don't how crazy was the spread like I'm thinking back on it and I don't think the Dolphins ever stood a chance and they did hang around like Skylar Thompson yeah. I don't know where he's at now but he did do a good job it was a low scoring game. game last year right no correctly. I thought it was high scoring I thought it was like 40s well or maybe oh maybe the week 18 well, they played game was, they was played twice I don't I don't remember they did play twice so I might be mixing them up yeah I'm gonna try to find out. I don't know if you can access that oh, spread 34 31 year. No, I must yeah. be thinking of the Week 18 game. That was really low-scoring game, I think. I think, I'm oh. pretty sure in the playoff game last year, the defense for the Dolphins forced, like, a turnover at the start of the second half, I feel. I okay, it was 13 and a half points was the spread. And Skylar Thompson... That would have been, been a bigger upset. And I, yeah. and Skylar Thompson, too, being a rookie, going to Buffalo. Mason Rudolph, you know, he's gotten that experience before, so I, it would be a little less. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say the Dolphins last year. Dom, I feel like you'll know this. Uh, I, I know that's only a couple years with the expanded playoff format, but has it always been like first half games or AFC and then next half or NFC, or is that no. just how it happened this year? Just, it's so just weird. Just how it happened. So the the only rule for the schedule that I know is Monday night football has to be a four versus five, so that way it doesn't impact the matchups. Oh, okay. Because oh, yeah, because like, I guess by the time the Rams and Packers game, yeah, we know who's who's going up against the one seed. Yeah, because of the four or five seed, whoever wins that, it doesn't change anything, so that will always be the Monday night game. Huh. All right, interesting enough. So, yeah, the first NFC game we will have is the Green Bay Packers at 4 o'clock going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the 9-8 Packers taking on the 12-5 Cowboys. Cowboys are undefeated this year, 8-0 and at home. Um, this is, a, I guess, a rematch of that playoff game that we had um, a long time ago where the uh, Aaron Rodgers Packers led a uh, game-winning drive on the road at AMT and Stadium. So, I don't know. Cowboys are 7.5. Packers have been impressive this year. It's mainly because of Jordan Love. Their defense has been horrible, but... Jordan Love has made it work this year with a plethora of wide receivers from like Dontavian Wicks to Bill Melton to a hurt Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. It's been a bunch of guys for him. So Jordan Love has definitely been impressive this year. Um, I don't think Green Bay, I don't know. I, I, I can't really see a way they win this game, especially just because Dallas plays so well at home. I'm going to take Dallas to win. Like it's a, it's a chalk pick. I'm sure we're all going to have a clean sweep. I'd be very surprised if we didn't. Um, I'll throw to you, Dom, who do you have between these two teams or if there's anything that stood out to you. So for the first three games, I kind of rambled on a little bit. I had some stats for all the games. My notes for this game was Dallas at home, don't overthink it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm taking the Cowboys at home, not overthinking it. They just, for whatever reason, are insane at home. I don't fully understand why they are significantly better at home, but I think they get the job done on a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to keep it short and simple on that. 
Yeah, I agree here. I think that's definitely going to be a Cowboys game, and they continue their um, undefeated home win streak. But I think this is kind of similar with the Steelers and the Bills here. The Packers' offensive efficiency stats in pretty much every category are like top three to top four for like from weeks nine to 18. So if they can just maybe force a Dak mistake or they can get a, a swing with maybe a pick six or a fumble recovery in uh, Dallas' side of the field, like Dom said with the Steelers, they can stick around. I just, when the defense has been that bad, and what's Jair Alexander's deal? Is he just, is he just not with the team for until not, he's not playing this week, is he? No, I believe he is. Okay, so... Yeah, I know there was, like, the weird thing with the coin toss and he got suspended the following game, but uh, so, I'm So they sure said, okay, playing. it's the playoffs where we're keeping our best corner in the game. Um, yeah. I guess if there's one guy you want to match up with CeeDee Lamb in the uh, NFC uh, cornerback room, I guess it probably might be Jair Alexander, but I still think the rest of the Packers' defense has kind of been a little Swiss cheese and the Cowboys' offense has been a well-oiled machine. So I'm going to say, like Dom said, don't overthink it and take Dallas. And... Yeah. On the off chance that the Packers do win this game, this game's at 4.30. Do we think the Dak Prescott trade rumors start at about 8 o'clock, 8.30? Like, how soon lose? after How soon after this game will Dak Prescott be in trade rumors if they lose this game? Oh, NFL Twitter will be on by the middle of the third quarter. Like, <laughs> so if bad. they're down by two scores in the third quarter, that's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start to circulate. Do we think that McCarthy would be gone if they lost this game? Yes. I, I think so. You have yeah. to. This is the best team regular season-wise that he's seen, this team is legit. And if he loses in the first round at home to a seven to seed. To the Packers. Pack, to the Packers. He's done. He's gone. Dude, and that would be a very desirable situation, at least, I feel like. That would that would Because you're going to get paid a lot of money. I'm, dude, would that be like a sneaky Belichick? <laughs> just no, not being insane. I, I think I, if I'm Ben Johnson, I'm handing in my, my resignation papers and just walking right to Dallas and shaking <laughs> Jerry Jones' Nick, hand. Sneaky Nick Saban. Um but yeah, yeah, so that'd be wild. And it's obviously another storyline too with McCarthy going up against his former team. Um, so the night game, 8 o'clock, NBC. The ticket, the cheapest ticket to get into this game is $396 because the Lions don't make the playoffs nor have home playoff games very often. So yeah, the 10 and 7 Rams going on the road to Detroit, taking on the 12 and 5 Lions. The spread is three points in favor of Detroit, but these two teams are a lot closer than um, I think we think. So like Detroit, fifth ranked offense, Rams, eighth ranked offense. The Rams are on a four game winning streak to end the year. Um, the Lions are the 23rd ranked defense and the Rams are the 19th ranked defense. So I'm going to start off. I don't know if we were going to have parity in this game at all, but I want to stamp it right now. I'm taking LA to win on the road and spoil Detroit's um, home playoff game here. Um, I think Stafford's going to go into his former team. He's going to put on a show. I think these two coaches are great, but I do think Sean McVay at the end of the day is the better head coach than Dan Campbell. Um, uh, they have more playoff experience, and now this offense has looked so much better like than we thought preseason. I think, like going back, I did not like the Rams in the preseason. Um, I didn't think that their offense was going to be good throughout the year, and I thought they were one Cooper Cup injury away from just being abysmal. But then you got guys like Puka Nakuya, who's the best rookie receiver ever. Kyron Williams has done a fantastic job in that backfield. And then obviously you have Cooper Cup um, and Matthew Stafford. So, I think the Rams are going to win on the road. I'll throw it to you, uh, Tom, next, who you like between these two teams. I didn't know if we were going to have any parity, but I think like Detroit's been shaky down the stretch this year. Um, I think LA finished the season strong. I mean, they actually won seven out of their last eight, and that one loss was against the Ravens in overtime. So, I don't know. I, I like uh, Los Angeles to win this one on the road. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams, too. Um, Ooh, there's okay. a, like, there's, I think there's a chance where – I think the Rams have a better chance at upsetting the 49ers than um, – and probably any other team in this because the Eagles, maybe not Dallas, but they wouldn't see them until the conference championship anyway because 
I don't think the Bucks stand a chance. The Eagles clearly don't. They got destroyed by them once, and the Eagles team may have looked better than they do now. They really stumbled to the finish line. And I think the Rams have a better shot at playing the Niners than the um, than the Lions do. So, that being said, I think, like you said, McVay is just straight a better coach than Dan Campbell is. This whole super aggressive thing is cool because it makes games more exciting, but when you're in the playoffs and you go up against somebody like McVay, he will straight coach you out of the building, and he's the last guy you probably want to go up against in terms of defending an offensive playbook. And this Rams team, you said their eighth-ranked offense, that's without Stafford for like three games, two games, without Cup for like eight games. This team, and Kyra Williams for four games, their weapons are now back and they're fully healthy, and I think the Rams are a good team at correctly resting their guys, not resting, but prepping their guys. He wins playoff games, McVay, and I, I'd say he's a top three-ish coach in the league. I'm taking the Rams here. I think just experience and skill when it comes to the coaching uh, coaching units with the Rams is just better than the Lions. All right, I'm glad somebody else took the Rams with me. Dom, are we all on the Rams? Well, first, let's jump back to the first game. When I said the Browns were the lower seed, the this other, was the other team, game this about. was the other game I was implying. Oh, you, yeah. I thought you were talking about the Eagles. And I, you, I thought you that took was the like... bait right away. You were like, "Oh, Rams, easy." I thought I don't, I don't know why you were so surprised in the beginning. I thought <laughs> I thought you would have knew it then. Um, so the first thing that we obviously have to talk about Stafford and Goff is just going to be an insane storyline the entire game. Like they are going to shove that trade down our throats for three full hours on Sunday night. I already <laughs> know it. Um, have you guys looked back at the trade, like what it's finalized to be? Because it's actually kind of insane. No. no, what were the picks in that deal? So obviously the Rams got Stafford and a Super Bowl win. That that no matter they no win matter the what trade. happens, they win the trade. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the Lions got Jared Goff, obviously. They used a pick to get Melifonwu, who's their safety. They used another pick to get Jamison Williams. And then they used another pick to trade for Gibbs and Laporta in the draft. So they essentially built almost their entire offense through this trade by getting Laporta, Gibbs, and Goff. Now, unfortunately, Laporta's not playing in this game, so that is um, very very disappointing for Lions fans because he's been not their heart and soul of their offense, but he's been very reliable like the entire season. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, the Lions have played in nine of their last 11 games have been in a dome. They've scored over 19 points in nine of those games and over 30 in six of them. So when they're when they're in a nice controlled area, which they will be on Sunday night, they can light up the scoreboard easily. The only two games they played outdoors in that stretch, they scored six points and 13 points. So when they're in a dome or at home, they know how to cook on offense. And the Rams' defense have given up at least 20 points in five straight games, and three of those teams were against the Giants, the Commanders, and the Saints. That does not make me feel very confident in the Rams. So I'm taking the Lions to win here at home. Ford Field has never had a playoff game, ever. This is the Lions' first home playoff game, I believe, in like 30 years. That's why the tickets are so crazy. Detroit is going to show up for this game, and I think that they're going to try to prove that they won this. They won the Jared Goff and Matt Stafford trade, even though we know they didn't. But I'm going to take the Lions here at home. I guess I'm in the minority for us. Yeah, no, that, that is the fact that the Rams, not the Rams, the Lions are going to show up for those fans and the fans are going to show up for the Lions. That's going to be a huge thing because the Rams don't really have the craziest fan base anymore now that they moved to L.A. But also, quickly, the Giants game, they did have that, that kick return. Did they, is that, was that, did the Giants score 26 points in that game or did they points score 20 points? Points or points. Points or points. 
Oh no, that's narrative you're pushing then. But uh, I, I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they just, it was twenty six twenty five. Uh, all right, score. so so then the then they did let up almost twenty points to the Giants then. So I'll I'll, I'll give you the W there. All right, but um, that is a good point. But just when it comes down to coaching, I think McVay can get it done. He's the Rams never had a, a fan base in any of the, in any of the other playoff games, and he still gets the job done. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Dan Campbell is going to make some dumb, questionable calls in this game, but I think that they from his own thirty six. <laughs> I think they match up well enough where they can just sneak this out. Like, the spread is only three. I'm not expecting a runaway or anything, but I think the Lions can pull this out. I mean, yeah, it's anybody's um, game for sure. I mean, the Rams have to go into somebody else's house and with a real legit fan base, and that's a tough game to play at when that place is rocking. Yeah, this is definitely, I think, like, probably on paper to be the best game. Uh, I feel like Dolphins-Chiefs could have been if the weather kind of was a little bit better in that one. Uh, so the final game will be on Monday night uh, to finish off, like, the Super Bowl card weekend. You have the five-seeded Eagles going to Tampa Bay, who won the NFC South, to take on the four-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have the second-worst offense in these playoffs. Um, they're seven spots out of Pittsburgh, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are the 20th-ranked offense. The Philadelphia Eagles are the seventh-ranked offense. But when it comes to defense, Tampa Bay is sixth in the NFL. And Philadelphia is 30th. Yes, they're surrounded by Arizona, Washington, Carolina, and Indianapolis. They do not have a good defense whatsoever. Um, the Eagles have been... I, dude, it's crazy. Because at one point, they were 10-1. They were 10-1, and, and they finished the year 11-6. They lost to the Niners, got blown out by them, got blown out by Dallas, Drew Locke, game-winning drive. They beat the Giants in closer game than people thought it was going to be. And then they lost to the Cardinals on New Year's Eve then lost to the Giants to end the year. So I've been going first um, as of late. Um, so I'll throw to you, Dom, uh, on who you're going to take between these two teams. And are we going to see a quote-unquote upset? The Eagles are three-point favorites. Um, or are we going to see the favorite win, who is the lower seed? Yeah, so building off of what you said, how the Eagles started 10-1, and one, their preseason win total was 11. So if you bet them to get over 11 <laughs> wins, you saw 10-1. and one, You're like, oh, this is cashing in two weeks. You're sweating and, it. And then it pushed. Um <laughs> Yeah, the Eagles are just falling apart. These teams did play on Monday Night Football in Week 3. The Eagles won 25-11. And that game, I just remember watching the Bucks' offense just struggle. The Eagles ran all over them, and the Bucks' offense couldn't do anything to keep up with them. But that was Week 3. That was a long time ago. These teams, I think, have changed significantly since that point. You mentioned Tampa's defense. In the last four games, Tampa is allowing 13.7 points per game. I think Tampa can keep this game close, and it's this is I don't I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'm picking Todd Boyles to win a playoff game. I don't know how I've gotten to this point in the season, but I'm taking the Bucks to win on Monday night against the defending NFC champs. And if you would have told me that in Week Three, I would have called you crazy. But I'm sticking to it, and I think the Bucks here they get that uh, get some love for the NFC South. I want to call you out just for saying Todd uh, Boyles instead of Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles? Did I say Boyles? It sounded like you said Boyles like Tim Boyle. I just I had to call it out because it was kind of funny. Um, but I know, we, obviously we knew what you meant. And uh, am I going to say you're – I'm surprised? I don't know. Someone does live in Tampa here that just picked the Bucks. Does that have a – are you are you not going to this game, right? So I did think – I was like, oh, like maybe I could go. Like I'll like vlog it. Look at the prices. Not doing it. Uh-uh. Not spending like a hundred – it's over 100. I'm seeing 111. Like, yeah, yeah, but like that's like the worst seat, and nah, that's yeah, before right. fees probably. It's not worth it. I was shocked to see the Cowboys game. Is like I think it's very similar in pricing. I but think, like obviously you're sitting those bleeds and fees and all that. I saw um on through some replies and stuff that those are the standing room tickets for the Cowboys. If you want an actual seat, it's a lot more money. 
I think that's like that's that's the loophole, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Uh Tom, are you are you on the Bucks as well? Yeah, man. It's, wow. This is gross. Like, are we gonna have a clean sweep on the Bucks? Oh, it's like, like if you would have asked me, but like, after the Eagles beat the Chiefs that week in Arrowhead, I would have been like, if you give the Eagles a Bucks in the first week of the playoffs, I don't care if they're on the road or not. I'll take the win by two scores. This team is different. They are, they 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 really have been stumbling to the finish line, and AJ Brown is hurt. I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna play. Um, has he has he been practicing? What was it? What's his deal? Um, I was just looking at that now because I know I know Devonta Smith is questionable. He's DeAndre gonna Swift's play. Questionable. AJ so, Brown's still questionable. I kind of just assumed Brown was going to play, just like playoffs, like gear up for it. Yeah. So 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 say he's seventy five percent. Yeah, it says it isn't believed to be serious. I guess that means he's gonna play. Yeah, but so neither him nor Smith are probably 100. percent But I guess at this point, it's either no one's really 100. percent Hertz had that broken finger um, in the game against the Giants, and Eagles, like you said, they have 30th ranked defense. That's the kind of defense that a scrappy like team like the Bucks would take advantage of. Mike Evans has been cooking. Chris Godwin is, is typically good in the playoffs. Rashad White, Mister Inefficiency, will probably get 35 touches and 100. 16 total yards and two scores like i don't know and day. and i think bakers have had a chip on his shoulder all year and he's been playing really well and you know to circle this back to our preseason uh uh videos i don't know how much better tom brady would be like <laughs> this bucks team is pretty decent so i have to take i have to take a one upset in here there's no way it's gonna be this chalk i mean i guess the rams are the upset but i don't know G- give me give me the bucks here all right, I was gonna. Okay, so uh, Dom, to answer your question, we are not gonna have a clean sweep on this game. I do think Philadelphia wins this game. I think Buffalo, or excuse me, Tampa Bay. I don't know why I said Buffalo. They're a fine team, but this team should not have a home playoff game. Uh, they're a product of the NFC South. They should not be crowned a division champion. I think they're a fine team. I don't think that they're a good team. And while the Eagles' defense is not great, I, I don't know, man. I, it's like what the Bucks also have in their favor is they're a lot healthier. Um, I, they have to be one of the more healthier teams at this point, just looking at their injury report. It is very thin. Um, and that obviously will be in their favor. Home playoff game is going to help. But I, I can't see the Eagles losing this game. I think they're the better team still between these two. Do I think the Eagles are better than anybody else in the NFC that will advance? No. But I think in terms of their first-round matchup against the Bucks, I do think that they are the better team between these two. Um, and I do think that they are going to advance. So it's funny because... Uh, me taking the Rams benefits the Eagles winning this game because then they don't have to go to San Fran and then they get to play Dallas in the second round, which That'd is kind of crazy. Be a good second round game. I know. Um, so yeah, uh, do we have any more thoughts about those games, or do you guys want to hop into just kind of our official predictions? I think. I think. I mean, I said everything I had to say. I think this does add up well for my predictions because, well, I mean, I picked the game, so I guess it does add up well. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so basically. Um, We'll have like a picture of like just the ESPN bracket challenge. Um, we can run through because you guys already know who we just picked to advance. We could just kind of run through the divisional round and who um, you have going to the conference championship. I'll just go first. So basically, I took the Texans before with you guys both taking the Browns. Um, so they would be going up against the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Ravens advancing. And then Bills, Chiefs, round two. I'm on the Bills. I think they have the momentum. Um, I think the Chiefs are vulnerable and the Bills can finally get their revenge against Kansas City. And this game would be in Buffalo as well, something that it hasn't been in previous years. And then for the NFC, like I just said, 
the uh, Rams would be going to San Fran. I have them losing. And then the Cowboys against the Eagles, man. This one, I would, lo- well, I guess this won't happen for you guys because you guys had Tampa Bay winning, but I would love to hear who you guys think would win between these two teams. I was going back and forth because I could see just the Eagles winning this game, man. And then they're just right there in the conference championship. But I do have Dallas. So Dallas, San Fran in my conference championship. Ravens, Bills, one versus two seeds. So kind of chalky. I hate to see it, but it's what I ended up with. Uh, all right, Dom, let's see what you got. Yeah, so I'll start. I'll uh, recap my wild card again. So I had the Browns, Chiefs, and Bills in the AFC, and the Bucks, Lions, and Cowboys in the NFC. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding with them. I'm gonna take the Browns over the Ravens. Um, both road teams. The road team is two and zero in this matchup already this season. The first time they played, uh, it was the DTR game. So just throw that game away. It doesn't even count. The second game, Deshaun Watson led a close win over the Ravens in Baltimore, but the Cleveland defense played great that game, and I think Joe Flacco's offense, honestly, is playing better than the offense was with Deshaun Watson, and I just think this Browns team, for whatever reason, just has some magic behind them, so I'm going to take the upset there. I do love the Ravens, but the fact that the Browns have to play them, I would take the Ravens over any other team, but for whatever reason, them playing the Browns, that divisional aspect, kind of like how Matt mentioned before, the Rams against the Niners when we were doing that preview. Like, the Rams can give the Niners the best fight. I think the Browns can give the Ravens the best fight. So, taking the Browns there. Um, Bills hosting the Chiefs then in the other divisional game. I'm taking the Bills there. I just don't have... I don't have faith in the Chiefs. The only reason I have them winning one game is because they're taking on the Dolphins in sub-zero temperature. Um... Matt, did you pick your AFC winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me who's going to your. Uh, or no, no, I didn't give the AFC winner. So okay, just give yeah. me your NFC. So, right, so, so I have Browns, Bills. I'll stop there for now in the AFC. In the NFC, I have the Niners taking on the Bucks. Niners, not even thinking about it. They played in San Fran probably about two months ago, and I believe the 49ers won by I want to say 14 plus. Might have been exactly 14, but they're the 49ers are going to roll in my opinion. They're I believe they're minus 120 to win the NFC, so that just goes to show that they'll be heavy favorites no matter who they play. I like the Niners at home over the Bucks there. And Cowboys-Lions, great rematch from the Saturday night game we just had. Again, Cowboys at home, don't overthink it. I, I don't... I have more faith in... This is also a faith thing. I have more faith in the Cowboys winning in round one than I do the Lions. I don't want to fully tank my prediction based on that. I think the Cowboys at home can beat the Lions because, again, Dan Campbell probably hasn't learned his lesson, probably will do some more stupid play calling, which could cost them. It it would be very funny if they had the same ref group, but they're not refing the playoffs, right? No Brad Allen? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think, That'd be hilarious. I, I don't think so either. I think they got kicked out of the playoffs, but that would be very funny if they just send them back to Dallas for that game. Um, so, yeah, my conference championship games, it's Browns, Bills, and 49ers, Cowboys. All right, Tom, let's see what you got. All right, so um, quick little recap of my wild card round. I had the Browns beating the Texans, the Bills beating the Steelers, the Chiefs beating the Dolphins, the Rams beating the Lions, and the Cowboys beating the Packers, and Bucks beating the Eagles. So um, kind of chalky. Uh, one opposite, one game where the higher seed didn't win. Yeah, one game the higher seed didn't win, and it's um, going into the divisional round here. I'm taking the Ravens over the Browns still. I think the Ravens defense is the only team that played neck and neck with the Browns all year. And this Ravens offense is, they scored 56 against the Dolphins, given not a great defense, but they scored almost 40 against San Francisco. These are legit, like, uh, like these are legit, at that time, 
I guess the Dolphins were a little more looked at as a contender because they were had a chance to be the two seed. But San Francisco, we know their deal. The Ravens destroyed the Lions early in the year. Lamar is, I think he's 10-3 and three against teams this year, over 500. This Browns team is no different, and I'm taking the Ravens in this divisional round. So next will be the Bills and the Chiefs. I'm looking at the Chiefs' uh, offensive performances this year. I don't think this Chiefs team can have another game like they did in 2021 with that shootout with the 13 seconds. I think it was that year. They're, since you know November, they've scored 21 points against the Dolphins on a neutral field, 17 against the Eagles at home. They scored 31 against the Raiders, okay. And then 19 against the Packers on the road, and then 17 against the Bills at home, 27 against the Pats. We know the Pats are horrible. And then... They scored 14 against the Raiders, and they scored 25 against the Bengals, fine at home, and then they finish with their starters not playing, so it doesn't really matter. But that team does not seem like a team that can keep up in a shootout on the road in the playoffs in Buffalo. And Mahomes also does not play road playoff games, really. So that's another thing. And these Bills fans are itching for a playoff win against the Chiefs. It would satisfy them to no end if they finally beat Mahomes at home in Buffalo in the playoffs. Um, I'm taking the Bills to go to the conference finals here. And then I'm going to take the 49ers still over the Rams. I just think this 49ers team is somehow better than the one last year, even though they just seem to keep figuring it out. But the Rams' magic ends here, and Christian McCaffrey has a Christian McCaffrey-type game, and too many weapons for the Rams to keep up with. The defense has not been great. The 49ers' offense has been super great. Bad mix. Going to be in San Francisco. Give me the Niners. And then, same thing with Dom said before, Dallas at home against a team that is not as good. Don't overthink it. Let them keep cooking, and then give me a super chalky um, Ravens-Bills AFC Championship and 49ers-Cowboys-NFC Champion. Yeah, I hate that mine's chalky as well with a 1-2 and a 1-2. I think a lot of it has... Um, some bias to me because I did take the Bills to kind of go far, but I could definitely see Kansas City beating Buffalo on the road. I think Baltimore is going to beat whoever they end up getting, either if it's Houston or or Cleveland, or maybe it's Miami or Pittsburgh, who knows, but I think they're going to beat whoever they get. Um, My Super Bowl is San Fran versus Buffalo. I think Buffalo will beat Baltimore on the road. I think um, just the momentum that Josh Allen will have and that offense has been so good since they fired Ken Ken Dorsey and it's been rolling since and if Josh Allen could just mitigate or just limit those turnovers um, and those boneheaded plays this offense can go toe-to-toe with any defense in the league and that's including Baltimore's defense that has been absolutely elite this year so I got Buffalo with San Fran in the Super Bowl but I do think San Fran is on another level if Brock Purdy could just play as good as he has this year that was the thing that didn't get over him the hump last year obviously he got hurt um, but this team is pretty much complete on both sides of the uh, the field and just the weapons they have, I think San Fran, um, maybe a little bit more fresh. They'll have the buy Buffalo won't. They're going to win um, in Vegas uh, to win the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, that is my pick. Um, the Niners, who I didn't have preseason like you guys both did, I think, in the Super Bowl. I had Philadelphia, but I'm not going with them now. So, Dom, who do you have winning the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, so I'll start on the NFC. Um, one thing very quietly, I feel like a lot of people haven't mentioned, the 49ers have been to back-to-back NFC champions NFC championships. I feel like everyone remembers last year, but no one really remembers that they were also there two years ago. Shout so, out Jimmy G. Yeah, they're also there four <laughs> years ago. Then and they went and to lost. the Super Bowl, and then they got hurt. Uh, the, yeah, the Nick Bosa been, and Nick Mullins year. Yeah, so they've been just on a really insane dominant stretch, which I don't think gets the credit they deserve. Also, you brought up Jimmy Garoppolo. 
I saw everyone's talking about how Brock Purdy's a game manager. I saw a, uh, a stat, a screen grab, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in games where he does not throw a touchdown pass. The 49ers are 10 and two this year. Brock Purdy averages two passing touchdowns per game. All right, they're not the same guy. All right, <laughs> system quarterback. He he's better than that. Um, Fair point. 49ers are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. The 49ers will go to the Super Bowl. I predicted it in the preseason. It's coming perfectly as I predicted, so I'm happy about that. For the AFC, I'm I'm keeping it I'm keeping it weird. I don't know why the Browns are going to win in Buffalo. I don't know in what universe. This is crazy, bro. Dom Super Bowl picks going to get eliminated on Saturday. It, you know, that's game. that's very possible, but also. <laughs> Did we not talk about how Josh Allen can turn the ball over a lot? What team forces an insane amount of turnovers? The Cleveland Browns. What Joe Flacco just wins on the road. For whatever reason, their offense scores 30 points at will. This team is not getting respected the way I think they should be. Granted, they could lose to the Texans the very first game. But if you sit there and tell me that Cleveland is not a top team in the AFC, I think you're selling them short. I think they're a lot better than people are expecting. I have them going to the Super Bowl. Maybe I'm small. Small part of it is just because I don't want to also have the Bills in the Super Bowl. I don't want to keep it super chalky. But there is no real reason why they can't make it, on, except for the fact that it would be three road games. That'd be the only downside. I think they have all the pieces to do it, which is insane to say considering Joe Flacco is their quarterback. But I think their magic will run out in Vegas. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Browns. This is probably when they get exposed. When they verse a team that is just a complete well-oiled machine for 60 minutes, that's probably when they'll get exposed and it will show. Um, I think the 49ers, if the 49ers do not win the Super Bowl this year, I don't care who wins the AFC. I don't care how the rest of the NFC goes. If the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, I will be genuinely surprised. I think they are that many tiers above every other team that's left. So give me the 49ers winning the Super Bowl in Vegas. Damn. Tom, do we have a clean sweep for uh, San Francisco to uh, win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I'll start there, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think San Francisco, in the NFC at the very least, they are hooking to a level I have not seen in many years prior. Like, the 2007 Patriots come to mind, not in terms of like scoring offense, but in terms of just ability to score any, any play the entire game. And... Their run game is just seems to be bulletproof, and they have Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo now seems to be healthy. When Debo is healthy and when he is making the plays that we know he can, this offense is like disgustingly scary. And like Dom said, Brock Purdy, he does kind of get the game manager tag slapped on him, but he's certainly better than Jimmy G was. And anything I may have said in the past about him, I guess I take it back because. It's just, he, he, he's proved everybody wrong week in and week out. Jimmy G was always a product of his environment. Brock Purdy does elevate the guys around him. So, give me the uh, the 49ers here. And I am going to make a little switch up in the uh, AFC. I have the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. I had them beating Buffalo. I think people are starting to underestimate the... Well, I mean, they are the one seed, but... The thing with the Ravens always is they don't have that many crazy playmakers. Andrews is hurt. Andrews can be back with this game. Let's just put that out there. It, it was said from the jump, if the Ravens make a deep playoff run, Mark Andrews can return. And Isaiah Likely has been a fantastic replacement. He's had great game after great game um, for especially me being a Mark Andrews fantasy manager. Thank you, Isaiah Likely, for your service in the fantasy playoffs. And this Ravens team, Zay Flowers now has seemingly 
coming into his own as a real young star. And the run game has always been there, even with Keaton Mitchell going down. They have they have the MVP. They have a great offensive um, offensive line with a fantastic defense, one of the best in the NFL. If there's a defense that can stay toe to toe with the Bills, aside from the Browns, like Dom said, it also is the Ravens, and they're going to be at home if this situation does wind up coming true. I'm going to take Baltimore, and we know that John Harbaugh can coach in these big games, and I'm going to take Ravens, beat the Bills at home in the conference championship to go to the Super Bowl, in which case we have 49ers, Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I'm going to take San Francisco. I don't remember. I think I took the Chiefs over the Niners in the preseason, so my pick does get there. So I'm going to go with 49ers to defeat the Ravens this time around as opposed to 2012 where it was the the Ravens coming out on top. All right, there it is. Uh, we all have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl, which means it's probably not going to happen. Um, 49ers, I, win the 49ers, you said Ravens. Did I just say Ravens? I, like, I, meant, yeah. I, meant, I, meant, I meant Niners, I meant Niners. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, any last thoughts on, on the playoffs before we wrap it up? Yeah, uh, this is a fluid situation. I could change my pick of the Browns at any moment after this first round. If I think they're going to lose, I will change. And I will have no uh, no remorse about it. So, week by week thing. Yeah, and it Coward. all depends. Coward. Like the, Eagles, the Eagles could look lights out against for the Bucks and destroy them. And then I was like, you know what? The Eagles could probably beat Dallas. And then, <laughs> then that'll kind of derail the entire NFC predictions that I had. Um, but... Yeah, I think they have. I'm, I'm. I think I'm more confident in the AFC. But like I said, after this week, I have no idea. We could yeah. completely just be changing everything about my prediction. Yeah, it should be a fun wild card weekend, and I feel like there'll be an upset that maybe maybe it's the Rams over the Lions. But I feel like maybe we're good for one. Um, I mean, I guess last year it was the Giants being the Vikings, but I feel like a lot of people did have the Giants winning. Um, or it was like maybe not as like favorite for the Vikings, but maybe we see Green Bay beat Dallas. Maybe we see Miami beat Kansas City. I feel like that's possible. And like we, that's the one that everyone's like, whoa. Do we see another uh, meltdown by like a Charger level meltdown by any of these teams, possibly? I don't the know. The only thing they I can much see it is. Coach than the Chargers are. Uh, all these teams. I'm trying to, the only one I can think of is like. I wanted to say like Miami had like a big lead and then I was Kansas City that comes too. back. That's the all. That's the only situation I could see too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that dude, that'd be crazy. I would love to see one of these teams. Like I, I don't want anyone to like get fired, obviously. But I think it would be interesting if like one of these teams like gets bounced, like it's Philly, like it's Dallas, or maybe it's Buffalo, and like McDermott, McCarthy, or Sirianni, like one of them goes. And I think that'd be pretty interesting to see like a top tier team see like okay, we have a good coach, they've got us to the playoffs, but will they get us over the hump? We don't know. Um, so that'll be interesting for sure. So yeah, I hope you guys did enjoy our wild card and full playoff preview, our playoff predictions. Uh, if you guys did watch on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up, letting us know in the comments what you guys think about wild card weekend. If you want to give us your predictions, we'd love to see them. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well. So should be a fun, super wild card weekend. We'll catch you guys um, hopefully on Tuesday for our reaction. And then you guys will get our divisional preview as well. So we'll see you all there and hope you guys have a good week. Peace.